chances are, if you're listening to this, that you are wanting to learn how to be more effective as a leader with people and many other things in your professional work. It turns out there are better ways to learn faster. On today's show, 10 ways to learn faster from a unique perspective that will get us all thinking on how to develop new skills. This is Coaching for Leaders, episode 205. Produced by Innovate Learning, maximizing human potential. Greetings to you from Orange County, California. This is Coaching for Leaders, and I'm your host, Dave Stahoviak. Yes, you can lead, and this weekly show at the intersection of business and education will help you to do exactly that. And if you've listened to this show for any length of time, you know that I am a big believer in learning, learning new things, learning new skills. And that really is the call for all of us as leaders. If we want to lead and influence, we need to be able to learn new skills. And we can learn how to make education easy, but real learning actually isn't easy. In fact, it's a struggle uh, most of the time. And today, I'm bringing a conversation to you that I think will be really helpful to all of us. It's certainly been something I've been thinking about over the last three to four months because uh, I've been working on learning a new skill, and it's not a new skill that I'm good at. It's one that I have to work hard at, and that is learning how to play the guitar. And uh, my uh, guitar instructor, Randy Wilhite, and I were uh, talking uh, just a few weeks ago, and I thought that it would be really interesting for us to take a look at learning a new skill like guitar, but more importantly, to look at some of the principles that come around with learning something new like guitar, but really are applicable for just about any skill, and to talk about how we can learn from them in order to become more effective. And so I am really thrilled to be able to welcome Randy uh, here to the show. Randy, welcome to Coaching for Leaders. Thank you. Glad to be here. I am. Uh, this is a very different guitar lesson than we normally do. Yes, it is. <laughs> so, um, it's a lot easier on the fingers. Easier on the fingers, maybe a little more challenging on on your mind. Um, I get the easy part this time <laughs> because I get to I get to be more of the coach, I suppose. Um, but uh, you've actually been a coach for me over the last four or five months because I'm I'm trying to learn how to play guitar. And I, you know, ten or eleven years ago, you know, I I dabbled with it a little bit. Um, but I've wanted to get better just to play for the family and play for our kids. And I've discovered, I think, at least 10 different principles of learning along the way. And um, I thought it'd be fun to have you comment on some of these, just things you've seen me do, but also just how when you're working with people to learn a new skill might be relevant. So uh, you ready to jump in? Let's go. All right. So let's uh, look, first of all, here at the first one. Uh, it's hard to start, but it's easier to keep going. Um, so I... I discovered this along the way. I think it was probably the first session uh, or so, Randy, you had said, you know, book, you know, get some time for 15, 20, 25 minutes a day to sit down and to practice guitar. And I started off by getting, setting down and putting my timer on and trying to practice and making sure I hit 20 or 25 minutes. And what I figured out was that wasn't the struggle for me at all. Once I sat down and did it, I would spend 15, 20, 30 minutes, sometimes even more than that practicing. It, it was the it was actually the sitting down part that was more of the challenge. Do you find that with students a lot, that it's more of the actually getting to the practice time, regardless of what they're trying to learn, than it is actually spending the time doing it? You know, it's, everybody's a little different. Um, it depends on... You know, some people are more driven to, they, they want to play 
and they want to get good really quickly. So they don't have that big a problem with it. But most people, because of their schedules and other things, um, that, that can be an issue. And I know for myself in, in other areas that uh, habits are really easy t- to have take hold of you. Mm-hmm. And they can be negative or positive. And if, if somebody gets in the habit, it's very easy to get in the habit of, let's say, well, I've got something to do today. I'm not going to play the guitar. I don't have time for it today. In a few days, that can become a negative habit where it gets easier and easier just to find reasons not you don't have time to go do it. On the other hand, if you can force yourself initially to set aside a specific time or whatever works for you and stick to it before you know it, that habit takes hold and it's a positive it's a positive habit because it keeps you coming back and gives you a chance to, to pr- make progress. Yeah, I've, I've absolutely found that to be true. When I've get, got the habit going, I'm doing pretty good. When I let it fall off, then all of a sudden it's really hard to get back in the saddle. It's almost universal with my students over the years that if I, I see my students typically once a week. The ones that I see every once in a while, if somebody's sick or they have to cancel a lesson and they have two weeks to practice, what I find is they do less in the two weeks than they would have in one because in the back of their mind, they're thinking, oh, he's not coming this week. (laughs) (laughs) And then that habit turns into the next day, the next day. And before they know it, here he comes, but a whole two weeks has gone by and not much has happened. I, I've I've totally done that a few times. You and I yep. missed a lesson for a it, week. It happens with a lot of people. A lot of my students do that. Yeah, isn't that interesting? How we we have more time and yet we do less with it exactly. because we don't have the consistency. Fascinating. All right. So uh, one of the other things I've learned here, number two, is memorize first, then practice. You called me on this a few times, and because I was working on trying to learn the music and. I still am because I'm, I'm trying to get out of this habit, but I would, I've like tried and learn the music as I'm playing it as I'm practicing it. And you've, you've suggested to me a few times, memorize it first, get, get the, get the stuff down in your brain first, and then actually go and try to do the practice. Why, why approach it that way? What's the value if you're trying to do something for the first time? It's just that when you're a beginner or an intermediate player and you're struggling, which we, which everybody does at that, that stage, there's so many aspects to playing that are difficult. There's the, there's the rhythms that your brain is trying to remember. Um, there's a myriad of different rhythms going on through the, a, a song, and it takes a while to build a music room in your brain big enough to really be able to access that stuff quickly. And you've also got all the dexterity issues. The left hand's doing one thing, the right hand's doing another. And if you're trying to read your music all at the same time, you just become overwhelmed. What you want to do typically, the very first step is to memorize everything. So you know what you're trying to do without that distraction um, between you and the the task at hand. Um, And then typically too with guitar, it's usually easier for most people to deal with one aspect at a time. Once they've memorized it, maybe just go through what the left hand's doing. Get it used to your brain focused on that and getting your dexterity together. Then after you've got that, then go to the right hand and deal with the rhythms. It's just it's just too overwhelming to have all that stuff coming at you all at once when you're still a beginner. So one thing at a time, you isolate the piece you're trying to learn. Do exactly. that, get good with that. It's it's fascinating. A couple of months ago, we were one of the top coaches in the world um, doing executive coaching, Marshall Goldsmith on the show, Randy. Mm-hmm. He said the exact same thing. 
He said one thing, focus on one, you know, whether it's a Fortune 500 CEO learning a skill on how to give feedback effectively or learning guitar one thing at a time. Don't try to do six or seven things because the brain just doesn't work that way. Once you've mastered it and you are a master of the instrument, then that's not so critical. But when you're still at the learning stage, it's critical that you do one thing at a time. All right. Number three is you have to practice. Now, this may seem obvious, but when you and I first had our first lesson together, here's how I envisioned that this would work. Um, You'd show up every whatever Tuesday we normally meet. Um, We'd have our half hour session. And then next Tuesday, you'd show up and we have a half hour session again. And then over the course of, you know, six, seven, eight, nine months that we would just, I just get a lot better at guitar. And I don't know, I, after you left here the first day, I don't think I told you this before. I didn't process the fact that I actually need to do some practicing between those lessons, that the lesson time is actually pretty minimal compared to the time investment that I need to put in on the guitar practice. Uh, is that something that a lot of people struggle with, with that, that time investment that's needed? I think a lot of people, it's hard to make a generalization, but a lot of people don't when they first start, they they first go into the whole thing, don't have any idea how much time that they're really going to have to put into it over an extended period of time to make any noticeable progress. I think a lot of times they just don't, they just don't make that connection at the beginning. Um, But, you know, there's a lot of things that people learn in life and a lot of them are quick to learn. Some some take a lot longer. Um, But, Playing a musical instrument, as far as my own personal experience is concerned, takes longer to master than anything I've ever dealt with. Mm. And you have to be willing to put that time in and you have to do it consistently or you, you'll get nowhere. Well, that's one of the other things that I've discovered too. Um, in fact, our fourth point here, find a specific time to practice. You and I had talked about this early on of you know, find a time of day specifically to practice. And, and I think at one point you said specifically for adults, this is really, yes. really helpful. Yes. Adults will trying to learn an instrument. Why the specific time? What's what's helpful with that? Um, it, because I, I mean, I kind of know, but I'm, I'm curious. What it gets back to what I was talking about earlier about the habits. Uh, it's so easy when you're an adult, you have so many responsibilities and so limited time compared to kids uh, kids typically do better for other reasons. Their brains are still developing. They learn more quickly than adults typically. But the other thing is they have a lot more free time. Uh, adults have a lot more responsibilities. And it's very easy for several days to go by and you legitimately just didn't literally have time to p- pick up your instrument. However, if you can make up a little deal with yourself and you, everybody's different as far as what their, their lifestyle and their schedule is, but if you can just find, if you, if you can pick out a certain time of day that works consistently for you and then stick to that for just give it a week, do it every day for a week, you will probably be able to get into that groove and keep that going. And if you don't make that effort, a week can go by and nothing ever happens. And then now you've created a negative habit. It's re, it makes it easier and easier not to go back to the guitar. I am pretty stunned how bad my willpower is on this. Like if I just try to rely on, oh, I'll get it later tonight or I'll do it at some point. I am so bad. Like you would think 10 or 15 minutes a day. How hard can that be to find 15 minutes in a day? And I, I'm colossally awful at that when I don't actually set the time to do it consistently over a few days. Then I'm great. You it's have, like, it's, it's amazing. You have two small children and you have um, a career. Yeah. And you're married. I mean... 
it's very easy. I mean, all of those things are more important than learning to play the guitar, and they all take an incredible amount of time and energy. So if you don't, if you don't specifically set aside, make that little deal I was talking about with yourself that, okay, every day at this time, I'm going to go put in at least 15 minutes. It's very easy to get sidetracked. One thing you've taught me is you don't need to master something before you go on to the next thing. Um, your style of working with me is you, you'll often introduce a song. We'll work on it, especially at the beginning. And then we do a few things with it and we kind of move on to the next thing, sometimes pretty quickly, not necessarily learning the whole song or learning every aspect of the song. Uh, what's, what's the reason for approaching it that way of, 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 of approaching different types of music or different types of experience? Well, there's a couple things. The main thing is just that if you, when you're a beginner, I'm presenting you, um, or a relative beginner anyway, wherever in the, that, that into the spectrum, you, it's really not realistic that you're going to be able to perform and perfect a song in its entirety. I'm looking at the nuts and bolts in the song. There's certain elements that I'm trying to, to get you to work on that's going to help you um, that, that are going on in that song. And it, just by working on those alone, that's good enough. Because if you master certain elements that I'm, that I'm trying to get across to you that, that, are, that are required in a given song, the fact that you, whether you can perform the song perfectly or not really isn't relevant. And if we were to stay on a song, a beginner, very difficult for a beginner to do that, to, to master a whole song in its entirety. We might be on one song for a year until mm. your skills are up to that point where you could do that. And then the other aspect is you're going to lose interest. You're going to start getting bored. You're doing the same song over and over, whereas... We can keep the learning process going by going to other songs. Now you've got something novel, something new coming at you. It's, um, it's just fresher. It makes it more fun that way. So part of this is just an element of trying to think of like, what, do, what are you trying to accomplish when you're learning something new? Like what's the end result, which is learning the skills, not necessarily learning that song. Exactly. But also keeping it fun. And like the motivation level too is like a big thing. And I'm, I'm sure you see this where someone, it's just not fun anymore and then they're done. Most of my students, if they stay on one song for more than two weeks, they start getting the squirms. They don't, they're, they, they're, they're begging for something new hmm. and we just move along. Eventually you're going to get to the point or any student's going to get the point though, where they can master a song in one week. But usually we're talking about, depending on the, the, the difficulty of the song, at least a year or two in. Something I've learned from you around that too is you don't have to like something to learn something from it. And there's so many applications for that in life and in leadership and professional development. Um, but, but that's something I've reminded myself of when you've brought songs that maybe weren't the things that I would necessarily have picked, although you always do ask me that. How do you, is there a way that you've done that when you've just learning skills or you're helping a student learn skills, maybe something that's not even something they like per se, but just help them to get focused on like, what's the skill they're trying to learn in that? You know, it's always easier if my students are the ones who suggest the, the songs specifically that we work on, because number one, they're familiar with it. That, that helps. Um, they obviously love the song. They should be a little bit more motivated to work on it. But I'll tell you what, I've got a lot of students who I force feed every week. They, I'll ask them, I, I, I give them that opportunity and I say, is there something that you would like to request? No, whatever you want to bring. And it doesn't really matter. I'm, I'm presenting things in a certain 
order. I know the nuts and bolts of how to play the guitar and, and how the, the process should unfold as far as we got to start it here, then we go to there, we go to from A to B to C, and it really doesn't matter what, what the context is. As long as those elements are involved in whatever you're working on, you're still going to learn from it. So figure out what it is you're trying to learn, whatever the situation is or the skill you're trying to learn. Figure out what are the things you can learn that from. And, you know, it, it doesn't sometimes even, it's not even as important what that is as long as it's helping you to develop that ultimate. You're going to be able to, whatever those skills you pick up, you're going to be able to, to, to take that and apply it toward other things down the road that you may like a lot better. Hmm. It's, it all adds up in the end. So interesting, interesting. All right. So something else I've learned here now, I think the seventh point is consistency beats beats clock time. Um, and I wrote this down because I remember you telling me that if I was going to, I mean, if you add it up, like, let's just say it's 15 minutes a day over the course of a week, I don't know what that is, uh, a little under two hours, that spending the 15 minutes a day is way better than just blocking one two-hour time block, like on a Saturday afternoon and practicing for two hours and then not touching the guitar for another six days. Why Why is it that, that that's the way to do it? Because when you're first starting off, your skill levels are so primitive that if you sat down and spent any amount of time, whether it's 15 minutes or two hours, you didn't really get very far that day. This is as a beginner. Mm-hmm. Um, by doing it every day, you're reinforcing what you did the day before and, you, and you're, 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 you're gaining momentum through the week by doing that. Um, if you, if you just sit down once a week and do something by the time you sit down with it again, a week later, whatever you gained is gone. It just goes bye-bye. Um, you need that constant reinforcement, um, ideally every day. And you, you, you just build upon the skills and it's not so much knowledge with guitar at that point. It's skills. You're developing skills that that are hard. It's very difficult to do. And if you can do that every day, you're, you're, uh, you're building on that. If you don't, it, by the time you pick up the guitar again, whatever that time you put in prior is, it, it was basically for nothing. We, you know, we talk about the almost the exact same thing at Dale Carnegie, uh, the difference between having knowledge, but then practicing and actually having the real skill mm-hmm. is that you might know something like there's a whole bunch of stuff I know about guitar, but I can't actually do exactly or at least can't do it in any way that would be like nice to listen to or quick and so it, it's it's really interesting how like it's like that's just a human reality of our biologies like just a little bit at a time so you don't forget it and you don't lose it you know it's, and you build on it that's yeah, that's the thing uh, you're reinforcing every day you, you sit down and do it again you're you're locking in what you did the day before but everything's getting a little bit easier because of that as, as, as you can continue to progress and you can add to it. Whereas if you just, at best, if you just do this sporadically, all you're going to do is get yourself back to where you were, the skill level a week prior that you you, you, you got to. Oh, interesting. Um, you're not building. You're not making much progress. It's kind of like I, I think about this in relation to my work too, Randy, professionally, is that people are like trying to get their speaking up, uh, speaking skills more effective, is if they just put all their energy toward one big conference or one big speaking engagement, six months from now and work toward that without speaking on a regular basis each week or maybe even daily in their workplace or in their industry that 
it just it's it's so much better if they do a little bit over time to get to that point. And I think it applies to a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can see that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, fascinating, fascinating. All right, so uh, eighth point here: don't beat yourself up for falling off the wagon or falling behind. So I mentioned that because I beat myself up all the time when I haven't practiced or haven't done something as much as I'd like between sessions. You have never come in and said to me, oh, wow, you know, why didn't you practice this more this week? Or you've never like given me that. You may have been thinking that, but you haven't given me that negative reinforcement. What's... um. How do you handle that with students? Because you you must know. I mean, you must know like how much someone's practiced. Just, just I know based exactly on. what they've done during the week. Yeah, I, it's very obvious to me. Yeah. Um, first of all, you're paying me for my services. It ends there. Now I'm here, and I will do everything I possibly can for you or any of my students. Um, but everybody's different, and I have some students who want to be rock stars ASAP. I have other people who just want to dabble in in the whole thing. And who am I to impose my standards on them? I, I make suggestions so they can they can maximize the progress as quickly as possible. That's the sure. whole idea. That's a, my whole focus with my lessons. But I respect the fact that a lot of people, for whatever reasons, they reserve the right to to do to go as slowly or as quickly as they want about all this. Um, there's there's nothing I can do other than make suggestions. I can't be here and force people to practice. There's so I don't, I don't take that home with me. <laughs> Boy, isn't that a lesson for leadership? My goodness. I mean, how often I see people and past clients, like trying to do things, like trying to make people do things that they're just not ready for, or just not built for, for whatever reason. Yeah, there's a myriad of reasons and I'm just not even going to go there. But I just, I just say to the way I look at it is, well, that's their business. Who am I to impose my values on them? I'm here to help them. And I'm, I'm pointing out to them how to maximize um, their learning curve. But if they choose to do it some other way, there's not much I can do about that. And I don't, I don't get emotional about it. My ninth uh, lesson from actually, I, picked this up on a webinar a few months ago. I was watching a webinar and it turned out the guy was a guitar player and he uh, wasn't about guitar, but he just said, you know, one of the principles he learned early on from an instructor was even if you don't have the time, you can, for whatever reason, you don't make the time that day to pick up your instrument or practice, um, put it somewhere where it's close to you or at least to stop and touch the strings. And for him, that was like his reminder that I didn't pick this instrument up today, but I'm touching the strings and I'm a guitar player because mentally, at least I made a connection today to this instrument. Is that something that you find is, is that helpful for people to make that mental connection of like, you know, even if I didn't necessarily do anything that I spent at least a minute touching it or something like that? I'm, you know, I like that concept just because I think most people aren't going to leave it at just touching the strings. If you get the guitar out and you get, it's, it's like food. Like it's like, there's something that you've been meaning to eat because it's going to spoil in the refrigerator, but you never, you know, it's there, but in a couple of days it's going to be spoiled and you're going to have to throw it away. But if you go get it out, you're probably going to eat it. Mm. And if you get, if you go to, to, to the extent where you've actually got the guitar out and you're touching the strings, I think in most cases you're going to actually pick up the guitar and start playing it at some point. Yeah. Because so like with the guitar, it's so easy to just throw it in the closet 
And it out of just, sight, out of mind. Out of sight, out of mind. And a little that, harder with that like negative a, habit thing can kick in, like I was talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah. Th- two, two days turns into three. You didn't see the guitar, but if you're actually picking up the guitar and touching those strings, more than likely you're not going to stop at just touching the strings. Yeah. You're probably going to actually play it a little bit. A little harder to throw a piano in the closet, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> hard to get away from that piano. <laughs> it is, it is, for better or worse. So I've got the, my guitar in my office, it's actually right next to us uh, as we're recording the studio. And so um, even when I don't pick it up or even don't touch it, it's right there. It's reminding me all the time. And for better or worse, that's keeping me accountable for moving forward on it. All right. So number 10, get back on when you fall off the horse. Um, this has been an important principle for me to remember. And like you said, you know, career, small children, all those things. There might be a couple of days that go by where practice doesn't happen. Uh, I can spend a lot of time beating myself up over that. Or I can just spend that five minutes and get back on the horse. And when I found that I just spend five minutes and get on and start doing something, it's like it comes back to me quick and all of a sudden I'm right back in the pattern. But if I spend the time worrying about like what I didn't do, then it's just a, it's like a bad loop. You've got all the time in the world to play your guitar. And there's always going to be things that get in, get in the way. Um, it's kind of like dieting. People who are trying to lose weight. If... You know, you, you may hit a spell where you don't do so well for a few weeks. So what? You still got the rest of your life. It's not like there's a, an end line where you didn't get there in time. And now it's all over with. You've got time is your friend is time moves forward. All you have to do, like you mentioned, getting back on the horse. All you have to do is get back and start getting into the habit of doing the right things, just like eating the right things, whatever, whatever the situation is. And time will take care of that. You're going to, you're going to get the time in over the next, it takes years to learn an instrument. Um, just because you missed out on a couple of weeks here or there, it's very insignificant. When you first ha- came for the first lesson, uh, one of the things you said is it would take a few months to figure me out. You said with all your, your students, it takes a few months to kind of figure them out. Um, I, I'm curious, I didn't tell you I was going to ask you this question, but what have you what have you figured out, if anything, about me so far? And what have we been going, three, four months now? What have you figured out about my learning style or just You general? know, I'm sorry. What I really meant, I don't think you really understood that when I said that at the time, yeah. but um, it wasn't as deep as you're thinking. Ah. The reason I said that, I only say it to people, is because you told me you had played guitar previously. When I said that, usually when I get involved with a new student who's had some experience, you know, they're all going to be different. Some of them, a lot of experience, some less. Maybe you forgot a lot, whatever. It's always different. But whatever the case is, it's impossible for me to figure out really where you are musically. And not just what you could specifically do on a guitar today to show me, but how your brain is arranged. Everybody who learns an instrument whether they just started off by singing, whatever the process is, whatever their experience is, music is more something about your brain than it is knowing to do with, with what your, your fingers are going to do. You learn, a lot of people think that, oh, if I knew what to do with my fingers, where to place them, I could be a musician. No, it's all about how your brain develops and how you process sounds and, and the actions that, that are involved in making music. And what I said that was, it's a pretty pretty complex thing. It usually takes me about a month to figure out where your brain's at, where mm. how much it's developed. Then I know the best way to approach you. 
Got it. That's what I meant. Got it. Interesting. It Interesting. wasn't about you in general. It was just about that. You I don't was have speaking like about a, the music room that had been created in your brain. Because I'm assuming anybody who's already had some experience, they have some music room in their brain. Right. Beginners right. typically don't unless they've had experience on another instrument prior. Oh, interesting. Interesting. So you're, it's almost like um, just taking that first initial period of time, that three to four to five weeks. I mean, you, you and I were doing work, but really what you're doing is assessing. Yes. You're thinking through it like, okay, where is he at? Because that's critical to me to know where I'm starting from. I, I, what I'm going to present you, because what I think it's appropriate for you to be working on to start making progress, it's all got to start from a specific point. And when I first meet somebody like you who's already had experience, I have no idea what that point is. Yeah. I'm just guessing. And it usually takes me about a month, a few weeks, like, like you were saying, Till I really zero in on it and go, okay, I know right where he's at. This is this is where we we're begin, interesting. Where interesting. We're begin, have to begin from. Yeah, because I could even, in really good faith, try to explain to you where I'm at, but I don't even have the language to know like no, what how no. to. Yeah, that's I, the and, that's the. the and obstacle. I could have asked you. I could have taken you aside if we had the time and spent two hours talking to you about musical things, uh-huh. and it's still. It would not have been clear to me at that point in time when I first met you. But just being around you, working with you the way we have, it reveals itself to me after about a month. I see, okay, I see how his brain handles all this information and how how he's responding to everything and what his brain's capable of of, of collecting and analyzing the the, the, the information. And um, again, it's a lot more about the brain than it is the hands. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great lesson for coaching and leadership too. the reminder to help us figure out where we're at. Randy, uh, I just can't tell you how much I appreciate not only your coaching, uh, how you approach this, but also your your thoughts and your wisdom on this. Thanks so much for taking time to share it with us. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. My pleasure. So a little off the beaten path of most of my conversations, but the interesting thing is, is every time I'd have a guitar lesson, I'd, I'd write down, you know, notes of things that I was supposed to be learning guitar. And then I found myself writing down notes of things about learning. And one of the reasons I'm taking guitar is to get better at guitar, of course. But one of the other reasons is, is it's a reminder to me of how difficult it is to be a beginner at something. And often when I'm working with clients, that's where they are at in their skill set in many of the things we talk about on the show. And so it's, it's such an important reminder of how difficult it is to learn a new skill and how many of these things are so true for so many of us when we're learning something new for the first time or we're struggling with it. And the people I know who are good learners, who I see as able to adapt and learn new skills and become more effective are not people that that make this easy by any means. In fact, if the things we've talked about in the show, if this kind of stuff, if learning a new skill seems easy, I would suggest you may not even really be learning. It may be something else that's positive, but it's not really learning if you're not finding you're struggling with it. That's the that's really the essence of learning, doing something new, changing your behavior, trying to engage a new skill for the first time or second time or third time. That That is a struggle. And so if you're running into the kinds of things that we've talked about on the show of struggling with making the time to practice a new skill, whatever it is, of, of trying to struggle through the things that you know you need to do and are going to help you, but you don't necessarily enjoy or 
making the time or not feeling like you're mastering something well or getting frustrated when you fall off the horse on something, if you're running into those things, good for you. That's exactly where you're supposed to be in the learning process. It's it's not enjoyable. It's not fun. Um, I, I don't look forward to a lot of the times I'll sit down with the guitar and start banging things out, but then it always gets better as I got, as I get into it. And I think that learning any new skill is very much like that. So if you find you're struggling with that, if you find you're hitting a lot of these realities in the learning process, good for you. The people who are the best learners I know haven't mastered uh, getting over this. They've mastered making peace with it. They know that they're going to need to struggle with it. They know that it's going to be hard to start and easier to keep going. Uh, they know they're not going to like it uh, You know, at times. It's hard to be bad at something or mediocre at something for a while. Uh, but they've made peace with that enough to keep them going. And that's my hope for you. That for whatever reason you're tuning into the show, whether it's to become more effective with people, improve your communication skills, become a more uh, become a more confident leader, that you will continue on that journey and you'll find the confidence that will get you past those difficult times. And if if you take that away from today's show, then I have more than met my objective for what you'd get from this conversation. And I hope you'll join the conversation as well. If you have a comment or a question about anything that Randy and I discussed, uh, please visit coachingforleaders.com slash 205. That's the best way to add into the conversation. Uh, and of course, always welcome your questions for the next Q&A show that's coming up as episode 208, always the first Monday of the month. And the best way to submit a question is to go to coachingforleaders.com dot com slash feedback and bonnie and i will consider your question for the next q a show and while you're online i hope you subscribe to the show if you haven't already uh, new episodes come every monday and you can find the show on itunes stitcher or any podcast app you use and please uh, one final reminder for those of you who are finding the show for the first time or if just listened a couple times is i hope you'll join the weekly leadership guide it delivers to your inbox on wednesday i write it each week it includes my thoughts and recommendations on the best articles podcasts, videos, books, resources that will support your development between the shows and also includes a link every week to the full weekly show notes that's in there. So if you listen on the go like me and you're looking for things like this 10 uh, 10 item list that we covered today, that's always going to be on the show notes. So the best way to do that is just to go to coachingforleaders.com slash subscribe. And as soon as you do, you'll get to download my reader's guide, which lists the 10 leadership books that will help you get better results from others and brief summaries for me on the value of each of those books. It's an 11 page guide and a nine minute video. So if you're looking for ways to improve your learning in leadership specifically, those books are a great place to start in starting to determine how you'll change your behavior. Just go to coachingforleaders.com slash subscribe and that'll get you access to all of that. I hope you have a fabulous week, lots of great conversations coming up in the next few weeks. And uh, for those of you still enjoying the summer weather uh, in the parts of the world you're in that it's still summer, uh, have a great end of summer. And I look forward to talking with you again next week. Take care.